Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you on this uh, Wednesday, November the 30th. 2022 on the feast day of St. Andrew the Apostle, praise be to God. A Balenciaga, that is a disgusting and disturbing story. We're going to jump into that. The hypersexualization of children and the occult with David L. Gray coming up at 15 past the hour. I mean, just revolting. But uh, we're going to also cover the big winner in the midterms. You probably didn't hear much about this, but... Could school choice be the the real winner in the midterm election? We've invited Dr. Lindsey Burke on from the Heritage Foundation to talk about that coming up at 35 past the hour. Lots of stories in the news, of course. Arizona's Maricopa County has certified the election amid strong opposition. They're just going to move forward. The Senate has passed the redefinition of marriage bill with 12 Republicans making sure that that happened. You probably didn't hear, though. Because uh, it was like pretty much on the down low, the QT. Cardinal Timothy Dolan did uh, send a letter to Congress asking them to to not pass this bill. Hmm. I guess we move on now. Oh, well. Uh, Apple has been threatening Twitter to take them off their app store, all while Elon Musk reinstates thousands of banned accounts and has promised, some say threatened, to release secret Twitter files. Hmm. And uh, the UK's Daily speaking of disgusting and disturbing, has done a report and investigation and found out that California, your home state there, Rudy. Oh, boy. Here we go. uh, You are responsible. Well deserved sometimes. You are representative of California on the show. So (laughs) uh, California has released more than 7,000 convicted persons of lewd and uh, uh, other disturbing, disgusting acts with children. I guess they're not even going to spend a year in prison at this point? 100% checks out. I am not surprised. That's disgusting. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Let's Is it? See here. Uh, there we go. In spite uh, of it all, even though Adrian's <laughs> still out sick? Uh, yeah, poor Adrian's sick. He, he probably got the Rona or something. <laughs> I hope I don't get sick because uh, I'm going to go on vacation in a couple of weeks. But uh, you know you know how that goes, right? That it it takes, takes a while for it to incubate in you, and then right. all of a sudden, boom, Right you're when sick. you're ready to be on exactly. vacation. Exactly. Well, yeah. in any case, if it happens, it's God's most holy will. Is it? May it be done. Amen. <laughs> to, so be it. To suffer well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so pray for Adrian. He's still out. Hopefully he'll be back in a day or so uh, feeling better. We're, we're going to keep him in our prayers, and hopefully hopefully everything is going to be fine. But uh, yikes. Otherwise, this um, the story, the Balenciaga story, okay, so, so disturbing. It's pretty crazy. And there's a lot of posturing. They're like, well, you know, what if they didn't know they actually hired these people to uh, to do the ad for them? I don't know. Uh, did you see look, any images whatsoever? I have I have almost 15 years of professional experience working in photography. I can mm-hmm. tell you everything about how these shoots are planned. And I can tell you they knew about it. Yeah. Hard to miss the details. Yeah. Hard to miss the. I was watching Michael Knowles comment on this yesterday, mm. and uh, he 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 found it from somebody else. It's, he he's not the originator, but he translated Balenciaga from Latin, and it turns out to mean "do what you want," which mm. reminds us of Aleister Crowley's "Do what thou wilt" is the whole of the law in wow. his a satanic Demonic. occult worship. 
So disgusting. And if you look at these images, they are gross. We're going to spit upon him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to be talking about that with David O'Gray at 15 past, as I said. But I'm also very interested in this conversation on school choice as a homeschool dad. I wish I long for the day where my tax dollars would go to support my homeschool yeah. instead of the public school that my kids don't go to. Like that's <laughs> indoctrinating be... other kids. And it's just beyond me. Uh, what about inner city families that are like living at the poverty line or lower in some cases? Single family homes, single single parent homes, moms that are struggling to make ends meet and would love for a chance to let their hard-earned tax dollars go so that their kids can have a better choice and option besides the local terrible school that is their only option, which is crime-ridden and and worse. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, but for whatever reason, there is a lot of opposition to that. So we've invited uh, uh, the Heritage Foundation to on to discuss why school choice might have been a clear winner in the midterms. All that coming up this hour. Do join us if you can. But let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, and tomorrow, December. Here are your headlines this morning. The Washington Times reports, Mayor says New York City will treat mentally ill even if they refuse. He says, quote, No more walking away or looking away, the mayor said, calling it a moral obligation to act. The very nature of their illnesses keeps them from realizing they need intervention and support. Without that intervention, they remain lost and isolated from society, tormented by delusions and disordered thinking. They cycle in and out of hospitals and jails. State law generally limits the ability of authorities to force someone into treatment unless they are in danger to themselves, but Adams said it was a myth that the law required a person to be behaving in an outrageously dangerous or suicidal way before a police officer or medical worker could take action. Breitbart reports England no longer a Christian nation as atheism and Islam make gains, according to the census. The majority of people in both England and Wales are not Christian for the first time probably since the 7th century AD, data from the 2021 census published on Tuesday revealed. According to the information released by Britain's Office of National Statistics, both England and Wales have lost their status as majority Christian nations, with only 46.3% of the population of England reporting themselves as being Christian, while only 43.6% of the Welsh population now describing themselves as being adherents to a denomination of Christianity. British Christianity no longer has a monopoly on offering truth, with Islam enjoying a strong foothold in many regions. Overall, there have been great areas of concentration with London's Tower Hamlets, Borough now being over 40% Muslim. In the Washington Examiner reports, Senate passes landmark bill protecting same-sex marriage. The upper chamber voted 61 to 36, with 12 Republicans joining all of the Democrats in passing the legislation. The bill will now head back to the House of Representatives, where lawmakers will need to pass an amended version before it reaches the desk of President Joe Biden. The legislation repeals the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996, which defined marriage as between man and woman. And the Epic Times reports Maricopa County votes to certify election results. 
The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors voted to certify the November midterm general election results despite voters claiming that the Arizona County mishandled the election. An estimated 70 of the 223 county voting centers in, on Election Day reported a printer malfunction that resulted in approximately 16,000 ballots that couldn't go through the electronic tabulators. And that, well, those were your headline news, rather. God love you. Now, the saint of the day. The saint of the day is St. Andrew the Apostle. According to the New Testament, Andrew was born in the village of Bethsaida on the Sea of Galilee during the early first century. Much like his younger brother, Simon Peter, Andrew was also a fisherman. Andrew's very name means strong, and he was known for having good social skills. In the Gospel of Matthew, it is said that Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and saw Andrew and Simon Peter fishing. It is then he asked the two to become disciples and fishers of men. Little else is said about Andrew in the Gospels, but it's believed that Andrew was the one of the closer disciples to Jesus. It is said that it was him who told Jesus about the boy with the loaves and fishes, according to John chapter 6, verse 8, in the multiplication of the loaves. Then, when Philip wanted to speak to Jesus about Greeks seeing him, he spoke to Andrew first. Andrew was also present at the Last Supper. Per Christian tradition, Andrew went on to preach the good news around the shores of the Black Sea and throughout what is known as Greece and Turkey. Andrew was martyred by crucifixion in Patras. He was bound rather than nailed to a cross, as it is described in the Acts of Andrew. He was crucified on a cross known as a crux decusata, which is an X-shaped cross for salt or saltire, saltire. Today, this is commonly referred to as St. Andrew's Cross, and it's believed that Andrew requested to be crucified this way because he deemed himself unworthy to be crucified in the same type of cross as our blessed Lord. Andrew remains, Andrew's remains rather, were originally preserved at Patras. However, some believe St. Regulus, who was a monk at Patras, received a vision telling him to hide some of Andrew's bones. Shortly after Regulus's dreams, many of Andrew's relics were transferred to Constantinople by order of the Roman Emperor Constantius II around 357. Regulus later received orders in a second dream telling him to take the bones to the ends of the earth, where he was to build a shrine for them wherever he shipwrecked. He landed on the coast of Fife in Scotland. Now many of Andrew's relics and the cross on which he was martyred are kept in a church of St. Andrew, in Patras, St. Andrew the Apostle, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. <laughs> Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Chrysostom would say, He calls them while actually working at their employment to show that to follow him ought to be preferred above all other occupations. Hmm, 
Are we one of those uh, undercover Christians at the office? I wonder. Do we do we separate our private and our public lives as some supposed Catholic politicians have claimed? Or do we prioritize our faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ above all things, everywhere, and we always remain faithful to him no matter who else is in the room? I wonder. Hmm. St. Chrysostom seems to be touching that nerve. Remigius, a priest and monk of the ninth century in uh, Gaul, what is today called France, says, quote, mystically by the sea is figured this world because of its bitterness and its tossing waves. Galilee is interpreted rolling or a wheel and shows the changeableness of the world. Jesus walked by the sea when he came to us by incarnation, for he took on him of the virgin, not the flesh of sin, but the likeness of the flesh of sin. By the two brothers, two people are signified, born one of God their father. He saw them when he looked on them in his mercy. In Peter, which is interpreted owning, who is called Simon, i.e. obedient, is signified the Jewish nation, who acknowledged God in the law and obeyed his commandments. Andrew, which is interpreted manly or graceful, signifies the Gentiles, who after they had come to the knowledge of God, manfully abode in the faith. He called us his people when he sent the preachers into the world, saying, follow me, that is, leave the deceiver, follow your creator. Of both people there were made fishers of men, that is, preachers, leaving their ships, that is, carnal desires, and their nets, that is, love of the world, they followed Christ. By James is understood the Jewish nation, which through their knowledge of God overthrew the devil. By John, the Gentile world, which was saved of grace alone. Zebedee, whom they leave, the name is interpreted flying or falling, signifies the world which passes away, and the devil who fell from heaven. By Peter and Andrew, casting their net into the sea, are meant those who in their early youth are called by the Lord, while from the vessel of, the, of their body they cast the nets of carnal concupiscence into the sea of this world. By James and John, mending their nets are signified those who after sin, before adversity, come to Christ, recovering what they had lost. Close quote, Remigius. Remigius. How often do you read Remigius' commentary? I'm curious. Hey, don't go anywhere. Coming up after the break, David L. Gray's going to be on. We're going to be talking about this most disgusting link between the sexualization of children and the occult with David L. Gray on Balenciaga. All that and more coming up next. We'll be right back. Atheists claim they don't need God to be a good person, implying God's not relevant to morality. But is this true? Well, Atheists can be good in the sense of knowing behaviors that respect the goods of human nature and living accordingly. St. Paul acknowledges this natural moral law in Romans chapter 2. But this doesn't mean God is irrelevant when it comes to morality. And here's the reason. Besides God's grace being necessary to live the moral law perfectly and merit heaven, God is necessary for the law to be morally binding. How can the moral law be binding if there's no moral law giver behind it that surpasses human authority? The answer is, it can't. So an atheist can follow the natural moral law, but only the theist is consistent in saying that such a law is morally obligatory. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers. 
catholic.com. So many of us carry such heavy burdens. You're crazy! Deep within, we struggle. Come on, babe. It'll be fun. Because sin separates us from God. She's having a relationship with George. But thanks to the grace of confession, God compassionately listens, forgives, and sets us free. So if it's been a while since you've been to confession or mass, come home and experience a fresh start. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at uh, 35 past the hour, was school choice, was education the real winner in the midterm election? Dr. Lindsey Burke, Director of Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation, is going to be our guest to talk about school choice and education and the midterms. All of that coming up. Do join us if you can. But uh, joining us right now via Zoom chat, is our good friend David O. Gray to uh, talk about this Balenciaga scandal. And I'm showing some video footage to those that are hanging out with us on the live video feed right now uh, to see this disturb. I mean, like, I'm not showing the images of the children because that would be even more gross and disturbing, but rather just like Balenciaga's whole motif, their whole style is, is dark, it's disturbing just in general. Um, they have this weird, disgusting fascination with uh, perverse sexuality, of uh, transgenderism, and all this other stuff. And it's been this way for a while. And then you couple that with what they're doing with children, it's just ten times worse. David O'Gray, I wish we had something better to talk about, but good morning to you. A one-off with Balenciaga. Balenciaga. It's not a one-off at all. It just looks like to be... Just their modus operandi. This is this is who they are. Um, they they lean heavily into the demonic, the satanic. And so earlier this month, they put out their holiday ad campaign and it features some children holding a teddy bear in bondage in, in harness costumes. Um, BDSM is bondage, discipline, um, sadism, masochism. That's what BDSM stands for. So these were accessories. They also had these same accessories on the runway at their pair of show fashion week. So once these image, images came to light with these children, one of them on a bed, um, a, a children's bed holding this doll, um, this bear with s- sexual bondage dress accessories. Um, it's pretty, the backlash was, backlash was pretty swift on social media. Um, it, was, it was trending on Twi- TikTok, it's trending on, on Twitter. Um, and people were accusing the, the creative director, Dima, of condoning pedophilia and child exploitation. So um, Balenciaga, they come out with an apology, Joe. And they say, we'd like to address the controversy surrounding our recent ad campaigns. We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in our narrative. The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, featured children with a plush bear bags dressed in what they say, this is what they say, Joe, some <laughs> have labeled as BDSM-inspired outfits. Our plush bear bags and gift collections should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga, combined with our failure in assessing and validating images responsibility of this lies on um, with them alone. So they put out this apology 
And then a few days later, they they sued the creative director who was in charge of this. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to say, yeah, we apologize. Oh wait, we're not really culpable. Is this guy over here? Yeah. So it, it, the whole thing, I, I think what, what you're saying is right. It's not a one off with them. It, it's weird that everyone involved in this checked off on this, including yeah. the person who shot the pictures, who came out and said that, hey, I was just there and shot the pictures. Someone else set up the set. They put the, the the kids there. They put the the scene there with the the um, Supreme Court documents. Um, you know, that's an yes. earlier shot. It wasn't me. I, I I just took the pictures. But I'm like, hey man, yeah, you took the pictures. Everyone there on the set, the lighting people, everybody thought this was okay. It, it, it was it's just odd. Yeah, let's talk about the Supreme Court documents for a second. So in one of their photo shoots. They have like a messy office, like uh, things are strewn everywhere. And then there's these documents that are visible. And those documents are actual legal documents. They come from U.S. uh, versus Michael Williams. And it was a case in which child pornography is not free speech. However, that document was quoting an earlier Supreme Court decision, Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition uh, from 2002. And in that case... It somehow uh, posited that the simulation of child pornography, not actual child pornography, was somehow considered free speech. So they're sending a loud and clear message. Whoever designed the set then took pictures, submitted them to uh, Balenciaga. Whoever at Balenciaga was responsible for QCing, for okaying this, either they are just so ignorant that maybe they weren't they maybe they didn't zoom in to read the paper to like know the connection but maybe just maybe it was the disturbing way in which they include children in the image itself but it's you can't actually make the argument at this point that that they did not know what they were doing i mean i think that's that's clear that's clear enough to just yeah. about everybody yeah it's and and there's so many people involved lighting people <laughs> the other set director i think that was a a, a group named north North, North set or something like that. That's yeah, that's who they're 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 yeah. suing. Um Nicholas D. Jardin, you know, from North Six, you know, what a fancy name to be involved in such gross things. But so but there's so many people involved and people do have to check off on this. And of course, I think there's times where you don't look at the details. You know, maybe you are there's just a set here and there's some images here. But the, the gross thing about this is that people who know that. Um, this um, blessing, they're they're leaning into the satanic. They're looking at all these details, and this is like a, a turn on for them. All this stuff, this child porn they're putting out here, um, the the court document, all all this is uh, turn ons for these these sick people who are just getting um, turned on by what's what the what the, what the, what's, what's being engaged in here. I think they want to you know put this out in the open and and to speak about all the people involved, you know. I mentioned at the start of the show, I, I've been working in photography before uh, I started at CDT for almost 15 years. And the company that I worked with before, whenever there was any sort of huge shoot, which happened like several times a year, there was always an art director involved. And that art director picked all of the, the, the set items. You know, they, they picked the, the books, which, by the way, if you look into the books that are displayed in this photo shoot, they are very disturbing images that uh, are, are in these books. So if you look at the authors and, and the, the actual artists that they put in, they're like, they're like art books, so-called. 
But if you look at all of these different things, like you can't you can't make the argument that they didn't know the art director, for example, doesn't just come up with all of these different uh, set items. They look for these things. They put them together on Pinterest boards. They call them mood boards, and they they have all of these different things that they put together. So it's it's pretty uh pretty hard for them to pretend like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, some video here of their 2023 summer collection, which is taking place at night. This uh, this fashion show at night in some sort of mud pit, and, yeah. and everybody's dressed darkly and disturbingly. And there's this one of their one of their models has horns coming out of his head. Um, yeah. So again, just I want to reiterate this. I feel like this is a point that that needs uh, needs to be reiterated. They have a very disturbing track record in history, and they also have a huge fan base among the stars, the the rich and the wealthy. I mean, people like your friends, David O'Gray, uh, the you know the Cardassians, <laughs> for instance. Now, Kim Kardashian has tried to, uh, she's put out some statements, but she didn't quite say, yeah, this is uh, absolutely the worst thing ever, and of course they need to be demolished. She didn't make that. She sort of made some sort of more ambiguous statement. Uh, other, other famous people have made more, uh, more stark statements in regards to this, because it is disturbing and disgusting. But it's not like this is new, though. They go back. Uh, there was uh, the story uh, that the, like the 2017 art director lady, she's got very disturbing, disgusting images on her Instagram file or her Twitter or whatever social feed she's gone. The Lada Volkova lady. She's got out and out satanic imagery, disgusting, perverse, sexualized satanic imagery on her feed, as well as uh, child you know, simulation porn there. These are the kinds of people they've had a track record of using. And yet, these are the kinds of people and organizations in which the rich and the famous are constantly seen around. How do we, like, I don't understand. How do, is society so lost? Their brain so malformed on pornography, lust, and the world, the flesh, and the devil, that they just can't see this for what it is, David Elgray? I think I think that everyone sees for for what it is, in, including um, Balasienga, who who's suing a guy I think for twenty five million dollars. They know this isn't a one off. They they know that this was intentional. Um, like Rudy was saying, that a lot of effort and it is very intentional. This this whole thing It's very intentional. Everything that they do on these sets, and yeah, it was interesting to see all these people quiet um, or not really say much. Like you said, Kim Kardashian is saying, "Well, they're being they're not taking accountability." But the same people who are silent, same people who are quiet, are the same people who, who we knew all along belonged to the child sacrifice cult. These are the same people who are quiet about this, who are quite loud about saying, well, a woman has a right to kill her child in the womb. These are the same people who say it's okay for transgender kids to be kids to be transgendered at five years old. These are the same people who are vocal about this, quiet about this. We know who they are. They know who we know they are. And it's, it's little opportunities like this where they expose themselves and then they um, they may want to expose themselves, like like um, Rudy said, or, mm. you know, it could be, oh, they, we got caught. Now we need to cover up a little bit. But now, OK, you and I are of similar vintage, David. And uh, I remember back when I was uh, a, a, probably a very early teen or maybe a preteen or something like that, way back in the day, like 80s, we're talking here, there was a made for TV movie about uh, about this quiet suburban, you know, upper middle class community that had a underground satanic cult there, and like, and I say that to say, back in those days, 
Ever, like, this was not out in the open. This was all undercover. This was secret stuff, and that's why they made TV movies about them, you know, because it was always, like, uh, whispers and rumors. Nowadays, it's out in the open. I, just this morning, I saw over LifeSite News the headline that says, Elf Kids Hold Giant Letters Spelling We Love You Satan in a New Disney Christmas Miniseries. We Love You Satan. What parents... Or I, Catholic or otherwise, would say, yeah, I like it when my kid holds a sign that says, we love you, Satan. Like, this is out and out. This is no longer in the shadows. Uh, are we seeing the end of time? David O'Gray. Yeah, these are the new cool kids, you know, from, from high school. These, these are the, This is they, the new kids, kids on the block too. right here? Is that what we're dealing with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the new cool kids. They just walk around, and, you know, they're golfed and they're dark. I've seen some at the... um. On base the other day, um, they walk into this little art store that we have there. They walk in and ask the guy, hey, you got anything, any satanic stuff here? Anything, you know, anything satanic? And like, this is, it's not a secret anymore. It's just out and out. Yeah, it's bizarre. It is truly bizarre that we live in such dark times. But again, the train has left the station. It's headed in a direction, this world of ours, that is not good. It definitely feels like Things are moving faster, more rapidly, and heating up quicker. Uh, let me. Can I get you on the book here? Can I get you to to put down your cards, David? I need a day and a time. You think the second coming will happen? Well, like, and and, and thing's name is Antonio Dobson once said a long time ago. Um, hide your wife, hide your kids, because they're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> or just about out of time. David info is his website, and even though he has uh, he has departed for. Greener grass in Deutschland. He still hangs out with us every week, and we're grateful for it. David O'Gray, God bless you, my friend. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. All right, praise be to God. Coming up after the break, Rudy Carlos has more breaking news and stories. Then we're going to talk about education. Dr. Lindsey Burke from the Heritage Foundation is going to be on to talk about how education might be the clear winner out of the midterms, in spite of Maricopa County. All that and more is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that most people think that rules apply to others but not to themselves? They always consider themselves to be the exception. But what ends up happening is that everybody is an exception, and so the rules don't apply to anybody. The result is something worse than chaos. It's a loss of all the categories of respect and justice. G.K. Chesterton says that when the exception has become the rule, that is the worst of all possible tyrannies. When the Cardinal, formerly known as Ratzinger, gave his final homily before the papal conclave, he said, we are living under the tyranny of relativism. What is relativism? It's when there are no rules, only exceptions. The man about to become Pope was echoing Chesterton exactly. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to pray for vocations to the priesthood. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed daily for priestly vocations? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. This is a story out of uh, LifeSite News. Headline goes, 
Priests for Life to host Day of Mourning for a baby whose abortion death was played on NPR. In response to NPR's recent airing of an abortion on live radio, a Catholic organization called called Pro-Lifers to observe a day of prayer to honor the unborn child that was lost during the murderous procedure. Following the inspiration of Father Alan Bernard Bernander, excuse me, O'Priam, the organization of the organization Priests for Life, they are calling on pro-lifers everywhere to gather together on December 3rd to observe a day of prayer, fasting, and penance in honor and mourning of the death of the child whose abortion death was recorded and broadcasted on the radio by NPR. The now-deceased child was christened as Amanda Marie, which means she who ought to be loved by the group of priests. They say, quote, we have to honor the baby of this abortion, and this broadcast dishonored. Priests of Life, Priests for Life wrote in a letter to pro-lifers, continuing saying, quote, we have to bring to light to, to the light of day what this broadcast deliberately hid in the shadows. We have to remember what this broadcast tried to make us forget. We have to rehumanize what this abortion and this broadcast dehumanized. And we have to make a big deal of this broadcast, of what this broadcast trivialized, they added. We are with you and God is with you, Priests for Life wrote to Amanda Marie's mother. We are not here to condemn or punish you, but to express our love and care for you. We wish we could have helped you to avoid the abortion. And even now we want to help you heal from this wound as we have helped so many others. Repent of your sin, mother, and Christ will forgive you, as will your little one, baby Amanda, they wrote. We pray that one day in the next life, you will be reunited with your precious little one in the eternity of joy. We pray that you can begin to experience this reconciliation with your child, even in this life, through repentance and a life of reparation. Go to Jesus, receive the forgiveness that he offers through his church and the sacrament of reconciliation, and then have hopeful confidence that yes, one day you will be with your child again in eternity of joy. Amen, concluded the group. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. You know, as a uh, homeschool dad, as a homeschool family, my uh, family and I have recognized now for many years that not all states are created equal when it comes to education, school choice, and, uh, and our freedom to educate our children as we see fit. But I saw an article over at Heritage.org, Education Choice Supporters Win Big in 2022 Midterm Elections, and I thought that's interesting. And we've invited Dr. Lindsey Burke, Director of Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation to discuss this. Good morning to you, Dr. Burke. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Praise be to God. We're grateful for your time today. Thank you for being on. Uh, this is a very interesting story. I've wondered now for a very long time. I homeschool. My, my well, I should say my wife mostly does the homeschooling. But nonetheless, we homeschool. Uh, it just seems crazy to me, though, that we have not seen in the past, uh, a more bipartisan support for school choice, for education choice in America. It seems to be a very polarizing issue, but what was the result coming out of the midterms? Well, look, I think as more and more families get a taste of education choice, more and more families are demanding it, and more and more families are turning education choice, whether it is access to private school choice or homeschooling, into a litmus test at the ballot box. And that's what we saw in this past election cycle, which was really quite something all across the country. We saw that those candidates who supported school choice in some form were overwhelmingly reelected. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking of President Obama's p- position on school choice, even like school vouchers, even like he opposed that. And so many on the left have opposed 
these types of things. Can you explain it to me? I mean, I, I always thought that the Democrats, the people on the left, were always in, in favor of helping the, the poor and those that don't have as many options as those that, uh, say, living in suburban neighborhoods and, in, in, uh, you know, upper class neighborhoods of cities all across our country. And yet there, there continues to be opposition to school choice. Yeah, you're right. And this is something that we saw year after year with the Obama administration. And if we look, I'm sitting here in Washington, D.C. If we look in D.C., you can see it so clearly. We have a wonderful D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program, which is a voucher option for children from the lowest income families to escape dangerous and underperforming and often closed. D.C. public schools and attend a private school of choice, overwhelmingly private Catholic schools. This is helping the poorest among us in Washington, D.C., and yet every single budget cycle, the Obama administration tried to zero out funding for that program. And it's notable because the D.C. voucher program is the only federally funded voucher program in the country because D.C. is under the jurisdiction of Congress. And so, of course, the Obama administration honed in on that and tried to eliminate it at the behest, as you pointed out, of the teachers union. Mm. But what we saw with this past election cycle was that the grip that these special interest groups like the teachers union have is loosening significantly. And I think that's partly a function of COVID. We all know the story, right? Parents were home with their children. They saw what their children were being taught in public schools and were shocked in a lot of cases at what they were seeing and really started to demand education choice. They were shocked that teachers unions were trying to keep schools closed long after we knew it was safe to reopen schools. And so they really started to demand more and more choice. And this is why, again, I think across the country, we saw those candidates overwhelmingly reelected that supported parents' rights when it comes to their children's education. And I think that's why it's really important that we don't view this as a Republican or Democrat cause per se, but really as a parent-oriented versus special interest-oriented issue. Those midterms, those who supported parents, they were on the winning side of their contest. I think we saw the bubble burst in uh, 2021 and 2022 when it comes to parents speaking out at school board meetings, parents that not only flocked to homeschooling because of the pandemic, but but then they just realized there seems to be an agenda at play in, in a lot of these schools and their kids are the victims of these agendas. And if they don't, uh, they, there's no more of a, a drop off program, which is sad because how many teachers out there are hardworking and honest and right. love education, want to do a great job, care for these kids. And yet their voice seems to be diminished in a powerful lobby that does have clear agendas in all of this. Yeah, and that's such an important distinction that you make between the teachers and these special interest groups who purport to uh, speak for them, which so often do not. But you're right. It began with critical race theory, parents seeing that in the classroom very clearly, and then now, of course, seeing the move toward radical gender ideology in classrooms across the country. And this is why choice is so important. Not only does it give parents an exit option, but it really gives them a valuable tool if they want to stay in their public schools to push for changes that they might not otherwise have the leverage to push for. If schools know that parents can leave, can vote with their feet, they will be much more accountable to those parents. And look, again, if we look across the country, take West Virginia, for instance, West Virginia 
enacted in 2021 a near universal education savings account. And if you know about ESAs, these are similar to vouchers, but they do a lot of other things, right? If we think about a voucher, it's sort of a coupon to pay tuition at a private school of choice. What an education savings account does, it, it, it acts sort of like an Amazon gift card. It wow. allows you to pay that tuition, but you can also do a lot of other things. You can pay for private tutors or online learning, textbooks, curricula. If your child needs special education services and therapies, you can pay for that. So it's a much more flexible form of a voucher, but has a lot of the same functions. Well, West Virginia said, we will provide an ESA to every single family already in public schools if they want one. If their public school is not working for them, they can have that. This was huge. And Arizona followed suit this year with a completely universal ESA. And if you look at West Virginia, Republicans expanded their majorities in both chambers. Uh, If we look at Arizona, an effort by the teachers unions to push back that ESA, universal ESA, that died. If we look at New Hampshire, they have the second most expansive ESA in the country. Governor Sununu signed that into law. He was handily reelected. The Republicans kept control of the legislature. We saw school choice expansions in Florida and Indiana and Ohio and Oklahoma, and all four of those states retain the Republican trifectas. And then, of course, there was Governor DeSantis in Florida who made education choice a signature issue. He expanded access to school choice. More than two-thirds of students in Florida now have access to school choice. And, of course, he won his reelection by 20 percentage points. Wow. Uh, Dr. Burke, this is uh, Rudy Carlos. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, uh, I'm a relatively new father, and, uh, you know, we're, we're just starting to think about the, the homeschool option for our daughters. But, uh, you know, I was surprised to find out from, uh, from Joe here that uh, here in Texas, we don't really have a program like this. And I'm just wondering, what is the yeah. process for states to, uh, to pass something like this? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned Texas, because I think this legislative session, all eyes should be on Texas. <laughs> and we joke mm. in the school choice world that Texas is like Lucy in the football and every year or every other year, right? In the case of Texas, their legislature meets every other year, but every other year we think this is the year it's going to happen. Well, at the risk of of being Charlie Brown in that scenario, I think this is the year that it's going to happen. We have more support for education choice, for school choice in Texas than ever before. The coalition is incredibly strong in Texas to get this done. We have a favorable legislative makeup in Texas. We have a governor who is supportive of private school choice in Texas. And so I think we have a golden opportunity and that we are finally going to see education choice come to Texas. It is incredible. It's not already there. So Mm. it will really be a breath of fresh air. Hold that thought right there. Dr. Lindsay Burke is our guest, Director, Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation, talking about school choice. And not all states are created equal, as she was just alluding to. So after the break, I want to talk about which states are more education choice friendly and which are less. All that and more is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time. We'll be right back. I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, I don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know, and now in these past couple years that I've been listening in, I've learned so much. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. If Jesus brought two of the greatest Old Testament saints to meet with three of the greatest New Testament saints at the Mount of Transfiguration, can you say with any assurance that they were not alive, aware, and able to communicate? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Luke 9 says, quote, Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did you catch that? They were talking with Jesus. That means they have cognitive capability. Secondly, heavenly friends. Those in heaven long for your prayer requests. Their intercession far exceeds your best friend's prayers here on earth. Sorry to say that. And thirdly, a pesky comeback. Well, Oral Roberts University has the prayer tower. TBN has a prayer department. Your home church probably has a prayer hotline. Well, guess what? Heaven has an on-demand, pure, unselfish prayer warriors known as the great cloud of witnesses. They're waiting on you. to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Just a reminder that it's share week across the GRN. So our second hour uh, is going to be pushed back, delayed until uh, 9 a.m. E- uh, Central, 10 Eastern. So if you'd like to join us in our second hour, you can do so. Again, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But be sure to support your local Catholic radio station. It means everything to us. And we are grateful for your support. But joining us once again is Dr. Lindsay Burke from the Heritage Foundation, talking about school choice and education. Uh, Dr. Burke, welcome back to the program. Now, you were talking about Texas, which is uh, where we live. And we came from New Hampshire and moved here in 06, early 07. Uh, we've been homeschooling now, going back uh, many years. We started in New Hampshire at the time. And, uh, and we've realized the hard way that not all states are created equal when it comes to school choice. Uh, can you give me your synopsis of what states are the best at providing options to parents and what states are the worst? Sure. And, you know, if you were still in New Hampshire, you would now have access to their new expanded education savings account where you would be able to use that to also supplement your homeschooling with private tutoring or textbooks or online learning. Uh, so wow. hopefully that would be nice. what we will see right at, come to Texas uh, this year. But look, I mean, above and beyond any other state, Arizona leads the way on education choice. And this is due in large part to the fact that they were the first state all the way back in 2011, to adopt ESAs uh, that I described earlier, where you, if you want, as a parent, can leave your assigned district school and, in the case of Arizona, receive 90% of what the state would have spent on your child in that public school directly into an ESA account wow. that you control. And in the case of Arizona, I just want to walk through it because after all these years, it's still pretty incredible to me. In the case of Arizona, you receive your state per pupil funding on a debit card (laughs) that you control as a parent and can then use that. You can swipe your debit card. If you have multiple children, each child has a card with his or her name on it. You can then swipe that card to pay for your private school tuition, or you can have a private tutor come over. You can pay that tutor directly on her phone with your card, and there are many safeguards built in, um, you know, fiscal controls and uh, good transparency around taxpayer spending. But families have the flexibility to use those funds for any education-related service, product, or provider of choice. So you can either go entirely to a, a private Catholic school if you wanted and just use your ESA to pay that tuition, 
Or you could customize your education to use a private tutor and That's online amazing. learning. And That's really impressive. It's amazing. And so Arizona really led the way on this, creating it in 2011. At the time, it was only available to kids with special needs. And as I mentioned earlier, is now universally available to every single family as of this year, as of this fall in Arizona. So Arizona is a clear winner uh, in terms of access to the most innovative education choice options in the country. I would say second, though, West Virginia is pretty close. There's this near universal, same structure as Arizona, but you have to be currently in a public school to qualify for an ESA, whereas in Arizona, you could already be attending private school and still qualify. I would say Florida uh, comes in third, and you can actually go to heritage.org. We recently released an education freedom report card Mm. that shows how states rank on everything from school choice to unfunded teacher pension liabilities. Um, But Florida really does a fantastic job on school choice as well. They have, in addition to an ESA, options like a tax credit scholarship available for uh, income-eligible students. They have options for students with special needs. And as I mentioned earlier, now two-thirds of students in Florida have access to some form of school choice. So, you know, really, I think if we're talking leaders in the school choice movement, it's Arizona, West Virginia, Florida, but others like New Hampshire uh, are not far behind at this point either, uh, thanks to their their new options that are out there, Indiana, Ohio, Hmm. Oklahoma. I may have to move back. I don't know. Uh, But (laughs) all right, so who's on the opposite end of the spectrum? Who are the worst offenders? Right. Well, look, I mean, I'm going to call out Texas again. Ouch. <laughs> it's a shame that <laughs> Texas does not have any form of private school choice available to families, you would think, right, of, mm-hmm. of any state that we would see it in Texas. But we have had issues year after year. Um, a large part of the problem comes down to a disconnect between legislators in rural areas and what parents in rural areas want. We know overwhelmingly that north of 80% of families in rural areas support school choice, want school choice. But oftentimes we see policymakers from those areas concerned about school choice and voting against the interests of the constituents that they're supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully that conversation is changing as more and more information is out there. Uh, And as you can look across the country and see that the nine most rural states in the country now have some form of private school choice. So hopefully that's something that Texas can look at and change course there. Yeah. So Texas is the top of my list for states that need some reform in the school choice space. Now, having grown up in a broken home and my mother trying to make ends meet, you know, cutting hair, <laughs> uh, I remember how difficult life was. And I know that there's a lot of people in this similar circumstances who would love to not have to send their kids to the local public school because of how bad it is. And, right. uh, and they would love to have other options for their children. But we continue to live in a day and an age where uh, they're just not finding that support. They're not able to have those options, uh, which makes their life even that much harder. Um, but there's other there's another consideration that I would like to get your input on, especially when it comes to homeschooling. You know, uh, choosing states to live in that are more homeschool friendly for us is an important aspect. Well, the one thing about New Hampshire that I, we never really loved is we had to report to the mm. state uh, what we were teaching. We had to, they would have to check our work. So we had to find sponsor schools to help us uh, do that. Other states would make you, con- you have to uh, be uh, sending all of your, your stuff, like a report card and, and samples of work to the stoop superintendents. 
Well, a lot of these schools, as we said earlier in the last segment, have a lot of agendas, and they're going to force these homeschoolers to have to go along with those agendas and teach their kids perverse things that we would never want to teach. Can you can you talk about it from that perspective? What states are more yeah. homeschool friendly in particular? Yeah, right. So, and this is a really important point because you're absolutely right. It varies significantly state to state. You know, if you look at a state like Florida, where it is homeschool friendly, it's choice friendly, you compare that to a state, you, you mentioned New Hampshire earlier, where there are some significant restrictions. I remember years ago in New Jersey, the state of New Jersey was trying to police homeschooling families going into their homes, pre-approving wow. curricula, uh, just wow. terrible. <laughs> and thankfully, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association stepped in and prevented that from happening. And so if you're in a state, because you're right, that it ranges widely in terms of the restrictions on homeschoolers from you want to homeschool, you go homeschool. We trust parents. They are their child's first and foremost educators, all the way to we are going to try to approve your curriculum. So it looks a lot like the public school system. Um, there's a wide range there. But if you're in a state where the regulations are heavy handed, it is a matter of working with the state legislator, getting those regulations to change, and then working in conjunction with groups like the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, who have done so much phenomenal work on that front over the years. How's the Biden administration in general? We talked about the Obama administration in the last segment, but uh, the Biden administration, how do they, what stand are they taking when it comes to school choice? Right. Well, you know, it's been pretty interesting because thankfully, I think they haven't had a ton of opportunity yet to meddle in the school choice uh, world, if you will, whereas the Obama administration, as I mentioned earlier, tried to kill off the only federally funded uh, school choice program year after year. Hmm. We haven't seen that yet with the Biden administration, but I'm not entirely optimistic. That program is up for reauthorization. uh, And so we'll see what happens uh, with that moving forward. But, you know, we know the Biden administration is hand in glove with the teachers unions, whether it is issues of school choice or keeping schools open or closed, uh, how they defer to the so-called experts when it comes to COVID protocols for, for children in schools. So they have not been an administration that uh, defers to uh, families when it comes to directing their children's education and health care. And then there are the other issues that are so critical to the emotional well-being and livelihood of children, um, like these issues of sexual orientation and gender identity that the Biden administration has been trying to push on schools across the country. And this is something, again, that parents have really woken up to, uh, whether it is pushed back at the federal level or at the state and local level. And it's a lot of what I think is driving their desire to make sure that they are in control of their children's education. It's a lot of the reason that we're seeing more involvement, thankfully, with families at the school board level, where we're seeing more conservative candidates uh, throw their hat in the ring for school board as well. I saw a report this morning about Dr. Anthony Fauci in a closed door session uh, basically stating that he didn't find any actual uh, studies that suggested the mask mandates at schools was a good thing. In fact, many people have said that they caused lots of learning disabilities mm-hmm. because kids couldn't see mouths. They couldn't. Uh, and so now they have speech delays and all kinds of problems. Uh, but the teachers unions have doubled and tripled down on that. Do you see a diminishing power from the teachers union? I mean, is this come back to bite them enough that we could see real change in the future? 
You know, I think it has, but I also worry there's some fatigue um, setting in now among uh, the broader population pushing back against the teachers unions because it has been years of everybody fighting them. Um, But they are on the wrong side of this. Families are well aware of that. I think the medical community is well aware of that. But we're already seeing we saw it yesterday. Randy Weingarten, the head of the second largest teachers union in the country, the American Federation of Teachers, talking about the fact that we have this so-called triple pandemic. Right. And clearly laying the groundwork for her to tell her members to agitate for shutting down schools again. I mean, this is so concerning to families across the country. We know the learning loss that has occurred with students. We can see it in the new NAEP results that came out now uh, about a month ago where students have lost significant uh, gains in math and reading in a way that has never happened before in all the years of the administration of the National Assessment of Educational Progress. And so we know the learning loss is significant, and yet that seems to not deter the head of the nation's second largest teachers union from trying to once again shut down schools when we know that is not the right direction to take. Yeah, it's uh, sad to see. We're down to the wire here. So you think education was the biggest winner coming out of the midterms? I do. I think it was a significant winner. I think it was now has become a litmus test for candidates moving forward. Uh, Even, look, I mean, we have two Democrat governors now, Governor-elect Shapiro in Pennsylvania and Governor Pritzker in Illinois, who have now switched over their support for education choice. And I think that all goes back to the the old, you know, Milton Friedman adage of making it uh, politically uh, feasible for the wrong people to do the right thing. And I think that's what we've seen here. All right. Praise be to God, Dr. Lindsey Burke, Director for the Center for Education Policy at Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Thank you for your time today. We're so grateful for your insight. Thank you for having me. All right, God bless you. That's going to do it for hour number one. If you can join us in the second hour, which is going to happen at 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, we'll push back because it's Sherathon Week. We would love to have you hanging out with us. You can go to grnonline.com for more details, but do me a favor, please do support your local Catholic radio station. God bless you. God bless you. Catholic Radio was there for me when I needed it. Even though I didn't think I needed it, it was there for me. I want everybody to know that I'm giving, not so that I can sit there and say that I gave to GRN for any other reason but this. I want that radio station to be there for anyone else who needs it also. They may not think they need it, but it's going to be there for them, whether it's in the future, whether it's right now. I want that radio station to always be there for them, just like it was there for me. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hearn. Sometimes it can seem that our family life is humdrum, monotonous, and insignificant. But Christ began his public ministry at the wedding at Cana. When we read this account in the gospel, we're reminded that our marriage, our ordinary family life, is important to God. Our Lord and Our Lady love our families, and they are present with us. They desire to change what is ordinary into the extraordinary. The Lord can take our simple and everyday tasks and make them holy. Like the servants at the wedding at Cana, we need to notice when we run out of wine, when we run out of joy, when we run out of love. It is then that we turn to Our Lady and ask for her help. She can bring Christ into our lives, our ordinary water, and transform it into wine. And when we invite Christ into our lives to transform us, He creates the best wine of all. For more advice, ideas, and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org.
Maidani, who was the first pope to whom Jesus said, You are the rock upon which I will build my church? St. Peter. And who is the current pope? Pope Francis. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox. Goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get signed up today. KSHJ Houston. Welcome to the 2022 Guadalupe Radio Network Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make your pledge of support to help keep Catholic Radio on the air across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Make a one-time $1,500 donation or a pledge of $125 per month for a year, and you'll be eligible to win a drawing for a pilgrimage of choice for two people with select international tours. That number again to call is 1-800-476-3311. Good morning and welcome to day number two, Wednesday of the Christmas share 2022 with a theme of Come, Let Us Adore Him. I am Dave Palmer uh, in the North Texas office along with Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant, uh, starting off the second day early, early, early. Good morning, Cecil. How are you? I am doing wonderfully, Dave. All right. Mostly because I'm wearing a Santa hat. So <laughs> That's I feel... a good answer. You <laughs> yes. don't want to say, oh, gosh, I'd rather be somewhere else. But You know what? Uh, you gotta. It's early in the morning. I've got coffee in my veins. So uh, let's go. <laughs> I know. You know, even more so than coffee, what what charges me up is just being on the air mm. and raising money. And, I, and I, I've been a little sleepy this morning, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's a process, you know? It doesn't happen immediately. Uh, but anyways, good morning everybody. Thanks uh, for making yesterday a very good day. We're hoping that today can possibly match yesterday or be close to it. Even if it was close, we'd be very happy. Uh, we always like to start off with prayer, and uh, so let's let's do that. Do you have the prayer handy, Cecil? I do have the prayer ready. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we pray that you will send your Holy Spirit upon our share efforts today. We prayerfully ask for your continued blessing upon the Guadalupe Radio Network that we remain steadfast in our media ministry to spread your truth. Jesus, bless our listeners and hear their prayers. You know their hearts, you know their needs. Lord God, may we, your people, who look forward to the birthday of Christ, experience the joy of salvation and celebrate Christmas with love and thanksgiving. 
May the light of faith shine in our words and our actions. Help us to remember that Jesus Christ is truly the reason for this season. Thank you, Jesus, for the daily showering of the abundant blessings that you send our way. We are your servants. Guide our hearts, our hands, and for our voices. We ask all this in your precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Father, Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. All right. So I mentioned yesterday was such a great day, and the last hour was very exciting because we got to the very end, and we still needed, uh, gosh, as I recall, maybe about $1,400 mm-hmm. or so, and we said, oh, uh, you know, maybe a couple people can call in and do Archangel donations, and we got those. We got uh, the uh, anonymous uh, from Panama Maria, uh, Texas, and then we also closed out with Dominic in Gadsden, Alabama. Alabama's been very strong they so have. far. Uh, and he, he did our, our, uh, our, our Fatima donation, which is $1,917. So we're so thankful for him. I'm going to dig up a couple fascinating facts, but we have a lot of setup to do. And the first thing I'll tell you is that uh, this uh, first hour of the Wednesday, second day of the share is a matching gift hour. It's $6,000 uh, put together by two of our sponsors in North Texas, uh, Charles Gura with Promotus. Uh, he does, uh, you know, computer work and, you know, helping you with viruses and, you know, things that uh, are, are uh, uh, problems with your computer or anything like that. Uh, so we thank him for his uh, sponsorship and also the University of Dallas as well. So those two together, $6,000. And uh, that's what we want to match. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. First uh, donor of the day is always held in high yes, esteem. very much so. And uh, I don't know who it's going to be because the phone is not ringing yet. Uh, <laughs> so uh, be the first caller and uh, you'll be held in especially high esteem. 800-476-3311. And we have all these suggested levels of mm-hmm. donating and appreciation gifts and things like that as well. Yes, we do indeed. I also want to mention that our phone center this morning is in two different locations in Alabama with Marty Matulia and up in D.C. with Joseph Schuler. So if you uh, call up right now at 1-800-476-3311, in the afternoon it'll be in West Texas as oh, well, okay. I think. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's now, but I'm pretty sure it's only... <laughs> you're going to get a great volunteer wherever you call in uh, for sure. But yes, the uh, some of the levels, well, first off, no matter what donation that you give, whatever whatever size it is, if it's $10 or $10,000, I still haven't gotten that $10,000 dollars when I mentioned it, by the way. Um, but uh, I always, you never know. Um, you can get the fantastic uh, roundtable discussion kind of interview that the CDT team did. Our theme, again, is Come Let Us Adore Him. And that kind of leads to discussion about adoration and the Eucharist. And we're in the midst of this Eucharistic revival. And so they did this discussion with Theone Bell, who is a mom of some younger kids. And it's 15 ways to build a Eucharistic Catholic home. And so 15 very practical tips of how to encourage devotion to the Eucharist and belief in the Eucharist in the home uh, or at the church or wherever you whatever you're doing with your kids and uh, some really really cool ones it's it's a it's a slightly over an hour interview and it is a really really good discussion um, talking about some things that not only can you just teach your kids but things that you can remind yourself if you've been lax um, on how to remember to keep your respect to our Lord at all times and that's actually number one was respect to Jesus at all times which means if it you know you're there's a rosary on the floor, a prayer card on the floor. Pick it up and, you know, show reverence to these things. Yeah. And yeah, and some of these, <clears throat> you're right, they're so practical because uh, there are things that, 
you might say, oh, yeah, of course they need to do that. But you may have fallen out of the practice of doing it. Like, uh, you know, one thing, make an act of tr- contrition as a family every night. Oh, yes. You know, that's uh, – and, you know, we my, my two of my kids are in high school, and I have a nine-year-old son. And so we've done a whole lot of different things over the ages. And, yeah, thankfully, we've been pretty, pretty faithful to the rosary uh, on an evening basis. But things come and go, you know. Mm. So sometimes you need a little reminder. And these are 15 reminders, uh, like a Bible study around the Eucharist. That's number eight. Uh, make sure you're genuflecting, you know, yes. when you walk into Mass. I mean, that that's a big difference, you know, just as far as a sign of reverence. And make sure your your kids do it as well. Yes. Because it does, you know, doing the sign of the cross when you pass a Catholic church. Yes, because you have these, you have your younger kids especially, that's how they see it. They see mom and dad taking time to do those sort of things. So remember, call in at 1-800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311 get that interview. And you'll get it in your inbox tonight because it's a digital email, uh, like download that you'll get tonight uh, at the end of the day so you'll be able to listen to it this evening if you'd like and i like the genuflecting one day but i remember when i was on a youth trip with the diocese of fort worth and uh, we went to church and one of the boys didn't genuflect when he went into the pew and our, the leader was just like no come back out here and he, he did he goes no 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 all the way down <laughs> he's yeah, like you go all yeah. the way down yeah and I, i'll tell you that that reminds me of a story i'll tell you in a second uh but the, uh, if you want to okay any donation any size is going to get this uh d- digital downloadable email tonight with the 15 ways to build a eucharistic home uh which is the cdt team of Ju- joe rudy and adrian uh, interviewing theoni bell she's the author of uh, the woman in the trees uh, uh a book about a Marian apparition, and uh, it's, it's very good. It's it, you're going to learn a lot, and there's a lot of practical tips. If you can bump your donation up to thirty dollars a month, or three sixty one time or more, uh, you will be put into a drawing for uh, the what we call the guardian angel level donation. And tomorrow morning, we'll do a drawing for a Lenovo IdeaPad Chromebook Duet Five. Okay, thirteen point three inch OLED. O-L-E-D. Do you remember what that stands for, Dave? Yeah, of course. I'm talking, so come on. You can't interrupt me right now. Touchscreen tablet. So it's valued at $500. Thanks to Melissa Lutz from San Antonio for purchasing this for us. All right, got our first call that just came in. Matt is taking a call, so good. that's good news. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. What does O-L-E-D stand for? It's organic light-emitting dioid. Right. What's the last word? Di- D- dioid. Dioid. Really? Yeah. I, I, I could live to a thousand uh, years. Or some people would say, <clears throat> yeah, is a, it might be, yeah, some people Were would say. Were you corrected? Like, well, no, no, I was going to say, that, yeah, no, 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 I was, no, that's right. I was okay. just going to expound no, I, I, on I, it. But I decided, you know what, let me just stay looking as intelligent as I do right now and not speak anymore. Um, no, no, you're shining. You're shining, thank definitely. Thank you, thank you. All right, so thanks to Melissa Lutz for that. And uh, we have a beautiful, beautiful musical uh, compilation, which is also going to be sent digitally through an email and uh, it's Michael John Poirier and his uh, compilation called Oh Holy Night and it's mm-hmm. all the classics you know the ones like Silent Night and Oh Holy Night and uh, and the other ones that you know you've heard many times before but he's got a beautiful voice he, uh, he was born in San Antonio so he's a, a local guy from one of our markets and uh, and we want to send that to you if you put that guardian angel donation on a credit card uh, a debit card bank draft something that's simple that you don't 
don't have to think about, and we don't have to send you reminders every month. All right, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. Is that the highest level? Are there anything anything higher than that? Oh, we max out there. No, <laughs> absolutely not. There are no limits on the high, how high of a level that you can donate at, but uh, the next like official level that we have is the Archangel donation or the um, pilgrimage donation, sometimes we call it, because everyone who donates at this level will be entered into a drawing for a pilgrimage for two with select international tours, and that's at either a $1,500 one time or $125 a month uh, across 12 months. And if you donate at that level, again, you're going to be entered into this drawing to go on a pilgrimage for two uh, with select international tours, and they hit all of the big holy sites. You've got the shrines in France. You've got uh, Greece. You've got uh, in the footsteps, well, Greece in the footsteps of St. Paul, France, Fatima, Lourdes. Uh, you've got Ireland, the Holy Land, the Danube River, Italy, Mexico City, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. I've been able to do that, and it's amazing. Uh, Canada. Uh, I wonder if they go to the big oratory in Canada whenever they do that. But there's a lot of cool different th- options, and you can do that anytime in the next year. So uh, pretty great value because these are um, valued between $11,000 and $12,000. And uh, you could potentially win it while also supporting Catholic Radio if you donate at that Archangel level, $1,500 one time or $125 a month, 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. All right. Matt is still taking a call. Nobody else is at the moment. So we have our first caller, but who will be number two? And I, I wonder, you know, yesterday, as good of a day as it was, and I, I wasn't able to listen to every single moment of every hour, but I, I wonder if anybody got over about six calls at, at I one don't time. I think so. You know, I, I think when any, any time that I was on, I think maybe five was about the max. I think, uh, but, but that's about it. But we should be able to get to 10 calls at the same time. I know Toya yesterday morning during this hour was saying, let's get to 12 for the 12 days of Christmas. And that means that everybody calling in at the same time. And we have, uh, you know, 10 volunteers and staff members taking calls. That's the goal. We want a lot of participation, a lot of people donating. We have a $6,000 matching gift goal this hour. So call up 800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 Yesterday during this hour, two people, one from Florida and one from Texas, called in uh, with what we call Seraphim donations. They were fun. Seraphim extras. They were not like, like, they were souped up Seraphims. (laughs) (laughs) Souped up Seraphims. Uh, I think we just got a new uh, terminology there. Uh, Hey, Dave, we have our first person to thank this morning. Our first caller of day number two oh, yes. is Bernadette in Benbrook, Texas. Right, Listen to 9, 10 a.m. Uh, I didn't know there was a town called Benbrook in this area. That's really cool. And gave it the Guardian Angel level plus the credit card fees. So that's a 360 one time uh, plus the credit card fees. Goes to St. Peter the Apostle in Fort Worth. Yeah. And prayer requests his family to come back to the church. Absolutely, Bernadette. We will be praying for them. That is the number one prayer request that we get during the share because, you know, we all have someone in our families or one of our friends that have walked away from their faith and so we absolutely love to be able to offer everyone up in this time and catholic radio is a great resource for them to come back to all right uh, so that's the easy now one to remember so bernadette. tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna say who was the first one yesterday bernadette, bernadette. and bernadette 
of course, uh, associated uh, with the St. Bernadette, associated with uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. Yes. February 11th is the feast day. I know that because my, my sister Mary was born on February 11th. Oh, and so very cool. That's why one of the reasons my parents gave her that name is that like she's born on a feast day. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Let's keep it going. Casey is taking a call now uh, in one of our call centers. Now we got another oh, one. Oh, Yay, Bill right, and Casey. Bill, Bill, thank I love that because, uh, dear listeners, what happens on our screen is we see, obviously, the name not yet of who's calling because we don't know that that information yet. But we we see the name of the volunteer. Yes. And every time I see the name of one of these volunteers, I just think of sacrifice. I think of goodness because anybody who gives up six hours of their day to come into their local Catholic radio station and just answer calls is, is a good person. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and we know that because we see the ones here in our office that come in and they're just well, wonderful people. So even though I don't know Bill and Casey personally, uh, I, I thank you uh, for your sacrifice and coming in. And I know you're being treated well and fed well, and uh, hopefully you're having a great time. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. All right. $5,000 donations are called Seraphims. Yesterday, in the first three hours, we had three of them because, oh remember, goodness. the CDT team That's had one right. also from That's Houston. That's right. So, I mean, those are, are crazy. And then we, uh, you know, every now and then, uh, we have the $10,000 donations. So, you know, you've heard Richard asking for the million dollars. He have you is. Heard that? He's, he, and you know what he said yesterday? He said, it's going to happen in my lifetime. We're going to get a million dollars. I'm like, do you know something? I don't know. But I, hey, you know what? With all things, God, all, all things are possible through God. Well, so, I mean, there, there are these, never know. these billionaires True. that will, I, I think, you know, somebody like uh, Jeff Bezos's wife or something recently uh, gave a, a portion of her, you know, my money, ex-wife, uh, and it was in, it was in the billions, and, mm-hmm. and you figure a million dollars. Then you know that that's just one thousandth of a billion. Uh, so it's possible. I, th- it I think possible. it's wise for Richard to do that. Absolutely. And so that million dollar donor, if you're out there, uh, uh, it probably should happen during Richard's hour. Huh? <laughs> I was gonna, no, I was going to say definitely call in the next forty five minutes. <laughs> uh, I, I think Richard would be happy either yeah. way though. One eight hundred four seven six three three one 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 eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Still have two people on the phone. We've had a six thousand dollar matching gift hour thanks to uh, Pro Multis, one of the sponsors up here in KATH land, and also the University of Dallas, a great Catholic college here in the DFW area as well. And so far, thanks to Bernadette's generous donation, we've raised three hundred sixty-eight dollars, and we have fifty-six thirty-two to go. But Dave, we're already sixty minutes into this sixteen, not sixty <coughs> minutes into this hour. Uh, so we only have 44 minutes left to raise this. Uh, two people on the line. Uh, let's get caller number three and number four. I know it's first thing in the morning and, you know, everyone's still kind of wiping the sleep from their eye. But uh, if you can see your phone, call eight one. Sorry, 1-800-476-3311. And, you know, there, there's a, and I know this from personal experience, there's a, there's a fine line between I'm thinking about it and I'm doing it, mm. you know, and there's that there's that little chasm there between a person who's like, you know what, I'm listening to these folks on the radio, I like this station, you know, I can, I'm going to call sometime this week, and then actually doing it. Right. You know, there's, I, I, I've told you about that that book called The Five Second Rule. Yes. You- and, and I think it applies to this, the, the five second rule is, I don't know how they can write a whole book on this uh, principle, because it's so easy to explain, <laughs> is that it, basically the principle is, we when you get an idea in your mind, that you want to do something, and it's something good, 
you count to five, and by the end of five seconds, you do. You just do it, right?、Mm-hmm. Because what happens is all these thoughts come into your mind of why you shouldn't do it. Okay, so as soon as you get a good thought, like I want to donate to、uh, the GRN right now, okay. Within five seconds, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if we have enough money. I,、mm. I don't know. You know, we we might. You know, I,、uh, you know, gosh, we, we, what about Christmas is coming up? We need to get stuff for the kids, and all these thoughts start popping into your mind. So they say, if it's a good thing to do, count to five and just do it. So let's count to five, and everybody listening right now, pick up the phone and call. Imagine if that happened. Overload of phones. Eight hundred four seven six three three one 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 eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Mary Teresa from San Antonio,、Woo. our second donor, twenty dollars a month. Thank you so much. And she's in the Perpetual Light Society as well, so that gets us up to six hundred and fourteen dollars. It does indeed. And the Perpetual Light Society is a great thing that we have. If you want to be able to continue blessing the Guadalupe Radio Network without ever having to think about it, is if you just call in and say, "Oh, I want to do ten dollars a month," and normally that would be for twelve months. But if you say, "Hey, I would like to make it perpetual," and you'll be in the Perpetual Light Society, and it'll keep going、uh, until you ask us to stop it, and that means that you'll also still get all the gifts that we send each、uh, shareathon on the anniversary. Anniversary that you donated, and if you're in the drawing levels, you'll also be entered into those drawings. So hey, maybe three or four years later, you might win like an iPad or something.、Uh, so it's very cool and a great blessing to the GRN to be part of that. One eight hundred four seven six three three one one. All right, six thousand dollar matching gift goal. Five fifty three eighty six remains, and with only forty one minutes,、uh, I'm confident we're going to hit this. I just don't know where the funds are going to come from, and which market, and who it's going to be.、Uh, please give us your prayer requests when you call and you talk to the volunteer. Tell us what parish you're from, and we we just want to know a lot about you because we're interested and we want to pray for your、uh, for your intentions as well. Okay, so so I, I mentioned that yesterday we had those two、yes. archangels that came in. I've got a pretty interesting, fascinating fact. All right, and is it one I'm going to get or no? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've got to set my expectations. I, I don't know.、Right. I mean,、uh, this is possible. I mean, the the one yesterday when I was joking with Toya was like almost impossible. <laughs>、yes. But、uh, you you may know this. I don't、mm-hmm. know. You're, you're, yeah, I've always said you you know. A very very vast amount of information about a lot of things, especially for a young person.、Uh, okay,、uh, this is totally random. Okay? okay, why do woodpeckers not hurt, get headaches when they're constantly banging their head against trees? Oh man!、Uh, okay, so you would think like if we did that, which I don't recommend. <laughs> if you're banging your head against a tree, we don't have beaks, of course. I was、uh, gonna say we damage noses. Yeah, why? Why do they not get a headache? It's a very interesting.、Uh, do they、concept. have like a pillow around their brain? <laughs> Whoa! You know, you're you're actually well, <gasps> you're actually very close. Really, I imagine、yeah. they have to have some sort of cushion around their head, and so probably、wow. not a pillow. I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm gonna give you credit for that、oh, one. Sweet, you're so close. The cat says shock absorber brain.、Uh, well, yeah, it's woodpeckers peck a tree for a long time in search for food, but they never have a headache or an injury, and that is due to their tongue. Which wraps around their skull. It serves as a spring, softening hits, and protecting them from getting a concussion. It's a little weird. It's their tongue. But yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, 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 I wish my yeah, because I, 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 I actually、uh, received a pretty bad concussion when I was a kid. Yes,、uh, skull fracture, a big, big injury. So I wish I, my tongue had wrapped around my brain at that time. Eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. On the list of weird things that Dave has said on the air, <laughs> I wish I had my tongue wrapped around I, I, my brain. Yeah, But see, it's not in my nature. I don't have. I, I'm、That's、not, not a、go. woodpecker. Oh, eight, there's that domestic philosophy、uh, coming eight, in. Eight hundred.
21 minutes after the hour, and we have two people on the line, $5,386. Is there an Archangel donor out there? Archangel, $1,500. So we've got uh, two people on the line. It's been a little slow. I don't think we've gotten over two or three calls at a time yet, but uh, there's. we know you're out there, okay? Everybody <laughs> makes fun of me when I say that, but I, I do. I know you're listening because the, the, if you're not, then you wouldn't hear me say, I know you're out there, right? 800-476-3311, And uh, again, we had the, uh, oh, here's, uh, here's our first DC uh, uh, WMET donation. You see that one? Yes, I see it. It's uh, Tien in Annandale, uh, v, uh, wow, Virginia. Virginia. I was yeah. like, Vienna was coming out of my mouth, and I was like, that is so wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's $200 one time, plus the credit card fees. Go to St. Ambrose Parish, and how has Catholic Radio changed your life? Learning a lot about my faith, which I think everyone who listens to Catholic Radio can say that. No matter if you listen for five minutes or for several hours, you're going to learn something that either you forgot or you didn't ever know. And so that's the benefits of Catholic Radio. So thank you so much for being our first DC donor this morning, Tian. Yeah, thank you very much. <clears throat> so we have heard from uh, North Texas, uh, we have heard from San Antonio, and we have heard from D.C. So Houston, I think Houston's had a good, have had a great day yesterday. A lot of calls from Houston. Alabama has uh, yes. just really, really been on and fire. Kansas was on. Yeah, yeah can, Kansas, Dodge City, Kansas uh, was wonderful. So, uh, got a lot of volunteers ready to take calls right now. Please, please, please keep them busy. 800 476 3311. 1 800 476 3311. I'm still thinking that was a really weird, fascinating fact. But, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing God, God equips. Uh, there's a great quote. Uh, that uh, Thomas uses often where uh, basically he's saying God equips all creatures with that which is necessary. Mm. So if, if, you're a, if you're a bird and you need to fly, he's going to give you wings. If you're, a, I mean, in that case, a woodpecker and you're banging your head against a tree constantly, <laughs> he's got to pro- provide you some way to not or injure your brain and, and he provided that and, and so uh, amazing. Alright, this is good news. Okay, David Ooh. Bedford, Texas. Oh. <laughs> Do you see this? Nine 10 a.m. listener, and this is our first our, uh, true archangel of the day. That's okay? amazing. Yes. Thank you so much, David. Wow. And he did it like plus the credit card fees as well. So thank you so much for that's from your neck of the woods, Dave. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were neighbors because mm-hmm. I, I live in uh, Bed- not Bedford Falls. Like, There's a uh, Dave and a David in Bedford. Uh, like, like George, George <laughs> Bailey lives in Bedford Falls. I, li- I live in uh, Bedford, Texas, uh, a great, great community. So uh, we have the same name and same city. So that's not me, though. I wish I could take credit for that big archangel donation. No, I was going to say, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, no false humility here. So, uh, all right. So thank you very much. We now are in need of $3,622 and only one person on the line. Oh, my. That's that. We definitely need more people because unless this is a $3,600 donation, I don't think that that one person on the line is going to make us hit this goal. Uh, but they're definitely going to help. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. We're doing pretty well so far, <coughs> thanks to the generosity of the few people who have called in. We're not quite halfway yet, um, but we're getting close to halfway through the hour. So we need you to call in and just donate whatever you can. Can you do the uh, 361 time, the $30? 
$10 a month or $10 a month? Or can you do $500 or $1,000? We need all the don- all donations of all sizes right now at 1-800-476-3311. We've got caller number two all on right, now. Very good. 1-800-476-3311. Remember, this is our second day, uh, first hour of the Christmas Sharathon, which is the last Sharathon of 2022. And the theme is Come Let Us Adore Him which is such a beautiful theme as we're going into this Advent season and Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, such a time of preparation and pondering. I always think of the, uh, you know, the verse in the Bible where Mary goes to Mary took all these things and she pondered them in her heart. Mm-hmm. I think that really sums up what uh, Advent is. 1-800-476-3311. All right. So let me give you a real quick uh, fascinating fact for uh, Davis, uh, yes. David. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I know Kent's about to take us to break. Uh, let me out the phone number again. Uh, Bill and Matt are taking calls, 800-476-3311. Uh, what, what part uh, of uh, uh, human anatomy do babies not have? Oh, uh, do, do you know what? I, uh, what, you know uh, what? Uh, do you know what? Kneecaps. You, very good. Wow. I don't remember. I recently someone told me this fact, or I reread uh, well, it somewhere. Prepping you for the sharathon? Yeah, or apparently what? Uh, I yeah, had. They do not. You know have what? Kneecaps. No, I think I was at a pro-life event, and they were talking about the and, anatomy. And, and again, it's you know God equips those for what we need because babies are crawling, and kneecaps would not be good right. for their crawling. And so God, God is good. Okay, absolutely. Eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. Still got some work to do. It's hour number one of day number two of the Christmas Sharathon twenty twenty two. We'll be back in a moment. We'll be back with more of the 2022 Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas share on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this.
Welcome back to the 2022 Guadalupe Radio Network Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make a pledge of support. To help keep your Catholic radio station on the air, that's 1-800-476-3311. All right, we are moseying through the first hour of day number two, Christmas share 2022, with a theme of Come, Let Us Adore Him. And as soon as I say those words, <laughs> that song probably pops into your mind, which is a good thing. But yes. And then you add the O. Uh, before it to make it Irish, right? Yes. Uh, oh, come let us adore him. I get it. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. Okay, we've got some good news and some a uh, couple of people to thank. we got one person on the line. Marty is taking a call, 800-476-3311. I'll give you the bottom line, and then Cecil will thank these good folks that called in. Bottom line is... Uh, at this point, 30 minutes into the hour, with 30 minutes to go, we still need $1,965 to hit this goal. Okay, it's a matching gift goal, and uh, we have uh, received donations of all different sizes. We want to thank Promotus, Charles Gura and Promotus, and also the University of Dallas for making this matching gift possible this hour. And uh, how did we get to uh, already raising $4,035? Uh, because of some very generous people who uh, calls just cleared, including Anonymous from Munster. Uh, and it's somewhere in the angel level. It's an anonymous donation as well. Um, thank you so much. Munster is a beautiful part of the northern part of the DFW Metroplex. Um, they have cheese there, too. Munster cheese. <laughs> it's a very German town. Yeah, German, yeah. German town. Have beautiful clock in their town square. It's, it's a really great place. Uh, and then Diana in Houston, listening to 1430 AM, donated at the Archangel level, Dave. She goes to St. Christopher parish oh that's an awesome parish sounding parish and then how has catholic radio changed your life i love what she said help me be a better person and our prayer request is for her family. Oh, thank you so much, Diana, for that very generous donation. And thanks to her, we're at 1965 to go. And we have four people on the line, Dave. Oh, is that right? I, Remember that happened yesterday. Yes, I need to stop looking at it. And as soon as I stop looking at it, uh, I all the calls come on. As soon as you start talking. Uh, absolutely, Sometimes. Dave. I mean. I, I, this is a random aside, but I have made a very exciting discovery that my Santa hat has bells on it, which means that if we're <laughs> able to ring these jingle bells, I'll be double jingle. So <laughs> when, you, when you shake your head around, people think we've hit the goal, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've had a little goal. Yeah. All right. So Adrian, Bill, Casey, Marty taking calls. Um, uh, so, again, thanks to all of them for coming in and, and helping out. Uh, thanks again to Diana and Anonymous and Munster. Yeah, Munster is one of those towns that, you know, every time somebody calls in from Munster, they have a beautiful parish there, uh, Sacred Heart, yes. and uh, Father Joe is the pastor. And it's just like, I always want to talk about Munster, even though I've never lived there. It's just a unique town. You know, it's, it, uh, it was uh, settled by um, uh, German immigrants and it, it's, it's like 80 or 90% Catholic mm-hmm. and it's not a huge, huge town, no. but I, I bet you there's, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe uh, 10,000 people or something. I'm not, I'm not sure what the population is. Me neither. <laughs> uh, 800-476-3311. Four people on the line. Say something else and see if four more people, like, <laughs> uh, do whatever. Yeah. Shake, shake that the jingle bell yeah, hat or whatever. I think it's the jingle bells. That's what it is. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. That's the only thing I can really say to get people to call because if they don't know the number, they can't call. 1-800-476-3311. Again, this is a matching gift hour. It's the first hour of our second day of the share We have four people on the line, which is so encouraging. But let's let's go ahead and get up to five and to six. Let's break the record that we've had so far this share There's been this elusive 
12 calls of Christmas <laughs> that it would be wonderful mm. to hit as well. Especially first thing in the morning. That would really like kind of energize the whole day. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, we've had six people call in so far this morning. And all of those people tonight in their email are going to get that downloadable interview that the CDT team did. And so Rudy, Joe... And Adrian all did with Theoni Bell, who is an author of a Marian Apparition book, and as well as also uh, being a mom of several kids. And it's all about 15 ways to, uh, I've lost the exact title, 15 ways to build a Eucharistic Catholic home. And this is all in light of the Eucharistic revival that the bishops are asking us to kind of do. And it's a way to do it right in your home with your kids or with your spouse or, uh, or with me, like with my sister, you know, whatever your living situation may be. And it's a great reminder to always uh, keep the respect and the reverence of our Lord in the Eucharist. 1 800 476 3311. 1 800 476 3311. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, these are very, very practical things and the things that you've probably thought of. And as we mentioned them, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I probably should be doing that. And I'm, I'm telling you, you know, as a, as a father of uh, high school kids, you look back and, you know, every, no, no, no parent is perfect, but you think like, gosh, you know, I wish I had done that more or maybe uh, emphasize this more. And, you know, we're always our, our worst our critics, right? Um, but, you know, if you have young children, you can start implementing some of these things. Uh, number two, 10 on the list of Theoni Bell is uh, remind your children that the Catholic Church is the only true church. Okay, sometimes I think in our culture we're just like, ah, you know, I'm okay, you're okay, we're, we're all <laughs> on the same path, and everybody, you know, the path has many different uh, ways to get there. Uh, but it's not true. I mean, the, the church has always uh, said that, you know, that, of course, that doesn't mean that only Catholics can get to heaven, but uh, everybody should be Catholic, right? And we want mm-hmm. everybody to be Catholic because it's the fullness of truth and it's the, the way that we can um, most fulfill uh, who we are is through the Catholic Church. And then uh, another one is uh, pray for pray as a family that friends and relatives will convert to the Catholic Church. I really like that one. Yeah. That was so beautiful because, and the reason why, obviously, besides that we want them to be in full communion with the church, but it says so they can receive the Lord in the Eucharist. And I thought, what a beautiful prayer request to have your kids be praying for your friends and family. We all have friends and family who are not Catholic, and it's uh, such a beautiful uh, way for your kids to really enter into this prayerful state of always keeping them in their mind, saying, oh, I want them to be able to receive Jesus like we do. And then again, that puts that reverence and reminder about the true presence in the Eucharist. <laughs> yes. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Another archangel oh has come goodness. through, and oh. uh, these are great, great folks. Uh, and you, you, you know, you know, I think even better than I do. But I'll, I'll introduce them. Uh, Chris and Sita from Corinth, Texas, have Woo. donated at the archangel level. Oh. So, uh, what, what can we say about these oh, two, two good people? They are wonderful. Uh, there are a couple here, and they go to St. Anne's and Capel. And uh, Sita has been a Sherathon volunteer for us. She's delivered meals for us, and they also were recently at our Doctor Ray event that uh-huh. we had. She and yeah. her husband, uh, Chris. And uh, Sita also is going to be one of our ambassadors for our ambassador program to make sure that no Catholic in the DFW Metroplex doesn't know about Catholic radio. And so she's been very willing. Uh, and she also can type a lot of words per minute. This is a really <laughs> random si- side effect. I was very jealous when she said she could write like 100 words per minute. And I was like, what? I 100 words to- a minute? Yeah, she wrote, yes. That's what she wrote in her email recently. I, I, I can do 100 words so. in five minutes, well, I think. There you but, go, uh, Dave. You're not, just not about basically minute. the same. And also, she wants uh, the prayer request is for everyone in the aviation industry and all the souls in purgatory. So Chris, actually, I believe I might be getting this wrong. He runs a... Uh, 
pilot kind of training program. Um, And so he works in the aviation industry himself. I probably have that slightly wrong, but uh, they're a great couple and very supportive and a young couple, too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Chris and Sita, thank you very, very much. Uh, we are very, very grateful for that Archangel donation. Let me, uh, with $433 to go and uh, 22 minutes, uh, you know, three people on the line. So this is looking pretty good, but we don't want to ca- you know, count those uh, pr- proverbial chicks before they hatch. <laughs> and so let's, let's get some more calls. Maybe this would be a good opportunity to get to those 12. Uh, calls all at the same time because if you want to donate ten dollars one time or twenty five dollars one time or somebody yesterday donated two dollars and mm-hmm. I, I it's, it's sometimes these smaller donations are really beautiful and they stand out because you think wow there's 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 a sacrifice there there's something going on or maybe it's a child eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven all right fascinating fact for Chris and Sita and th- this one kind of boggles me a little bit and I don't I don't even know how to pose well, it, it as boggles a, even you Dave then what I, are we gonna I, do I, I, I know what are we're going to do it. I don't even know how to pose it as a question, so okay. I'm just I'm just going to say it right. and then give uh, my un- unnecessary commentary. But uh, it says moths remember when they were caterpillars, and my thought is, how does anybody know this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it like, says, how did we scient- research this? Yeah, scientists found that moths can save memories and experience. Uh, the experiences they had while being caterpillars, <laughs> and it influences their adulthood. I'm, I'm totally calling this one out. They uh, remember like, that they how, once how, couldn't fly. How do they know this? I mean, how do, how, how how do we know one that? Research that. Yeah, I don't even know. It, that, that's also such a very random thing to research. <laughs> a, like, I'm who thought one day? I wonder if moths can remember them being themselves being caterpillars. But can butterflies do that too? Then, because uh, they're like in the same family, aren't they? Uh, this probably happens because some brain parts don't change during the transformation from caterpillar to moth. Oh. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just take it for granted that it's true. Ken Bloney is saying uh, Family oh, yeah. Feud survey says he's and, calling. And, 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 he's calling that one out. What do they have to remember? I mean, it's like, oh, I remember crawling around on I a leaf. I crawled. I had a lot more legs. I, <laughs> like, I couldn't fly. If I jumped off the side of the house, I would fall. <laughs> I mean, I, All these precious memories. Oh, uh, right. Well, 1-800-4- I'm so sorry, David. I'm so sorry, Sita and yeah. Chris, for that. Well, you put yourself into the moth brain pretty quickly there. I mean, I would be a well, caterpillar brain. Oh, I, I did. Say. I did. 800-476-3311. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. It is interesting that, uh, you know, uh, Chris and Sita asked about praying for the aviation industry and uh, we had a, a fascinating fact that kind of had to do with some with some you're trying to make this seem uh, like it was a really uh, good fascinating a creature fact that, that flies <laughs> i mean come on there, there was some there was some correlation there 1-800-476-3311-433 to go 1-800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 you might be hearing oh they have 19 minutes left in the hour just 433 dollars to go and three people on the line oh i don't need to call in right now well no please call in we don't know what these are these could all be ten dollar a month or ten dollar one time we don't know um so whatever you can do is excre- well never mind oh here we go <laughs> Man, yeah, forget that thought. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Sissel's in the middle of a very deep thought. It's like, oh, never mind. We hit the goal. Forget it. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, even the hat is uh, jingling. Uh, oh, my goodness. I-, I love this name. Let me say the name, and then you can uh, give all the comments. Uh, one of my favorite names in the whole world for a variety of reasons, Patrick. In Sterling, Virginia, listening to the mighty 1160 AM WMET, the Joe Joe Schuler land. Uh, Joe does a, fa- a fabulous job uh, out there uh, with our DC station. 
And um, anyways, got a son named Patrick, a dad named Patrick, uh, an Irish wife. And there was some <laughs> saint out in Ireland by the name of Patrick, I what? think. But oh, okay. uh, uh, all right. So uh, what, what, what? tell us about Patrick. I will. Our Lady of Hope in Sterling, Virginia, is his parish. And uh, Catholic Radio has changed his life and is continuing his education in the faith. And his prayer request is for the repose of his mom's soul. Absolutely, Patrick. We will be praying for her and for you and your whole family as well. Uh, that was a $500 one-time plus the credit card fees and so because of that he put us over the top uh at six thousand and seventy eight dollars uh total right now we still have two people on the line uh dave we have 17 minutes left in this hour i think that now if any time this was the time to try to get up to 12 calls. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I just want to thank also uh, Janola from San Antonio, $25 one time. Uh, thank you very much, Janola. You know, I mentioned, hey, if you can do $25 or $10, uh, one-time donation, uh, we'd be very grateful. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what motivated Janola, but uh, we're very grateful. It's a very interesting name as well, very unique. I've, I don't think I've ever met a Janola before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for that call. Two people on the line now, Mark. Marty and Adrienne are both taking calls. 800-476-3311. It does say, you know, that the 12 calls of Christmas do seem very elusive. They do. And, in fact, I think the, the six or seven calls <laughs> seem, uh, elusive. seem elusive. Maybe we can but, get the half of them. <laughs> man, well, let, let, no, let's, let's go let's big. Go, let's go big. Go, uh, let's big, or go, go big. home. Uh, and see if we can get 12 calls. We have one right now because one of them dropped off. So um, can you be caller number two? 800-476-3311. We've had our goal already, so it doesn't have to be an arc angel doesn't have to be anything you know uh you know knocking us off our chair kind of donation but uh everything helps everything is really a great blessing because we have to hit all these goals uh but just call in right now and just do what you can if you're listening and you love the station you're listening to and you want to keep it on the air just call up 800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 call number two please call now 1-800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. We're trying to get to the 12 calls of Christmas, so if you pick up the phone right now, and just call and donate whatever you can, whether it be $5, $50. Uh, it's all going to continue to help keep Catholic Radio on the air, and you can also tell your friends that you're one of the 12 calls of Christmas if we can get this going. We need caller number two to get on and inspire caller number three. That's kind of how it works. 1-800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 We have a potential listening audience of 25 million people around there. Uh, so I, if we can't get 12 calls, I mean come, there's, there's got to <laughs> be... Pretty pitiful, that yeah. would be very, very sad. And and don't make it be, oh, it's caller number two jumped on. Oh, Claire's good, taking a good. call. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to have to run out of the room and make the call myself, you know. Okay, now that caller number two jumped on, we need that caller number three to go, okay, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Remember, no matter what the donation is that you give, you are going to get the, uh, in your email tonight, the interview that the CDT team did with... um, Theoni Bell about how to make your home a Eucharistic uh, home and it's a very very insightful very informative uh, discussion that they have about ways to teach your kids and also help yourself as well 1-800-476-3311 All right, caller number three we're looking for you please call now 800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 trying to get the 12 calls of Christmas and uh, 
uh, we still need 10 more, uh, 10 more calls. And I know it seems like a very, very difficult and perhaps insurmountable goal. But believe me, once we get the momentum going and we get up to four or five, six, seven calls, the excitement builds and we can definitely do this. Like, like Sissel said, uh, you know, 25 million potential listeners out there. We know there's uh, tens of thousands listening right now. I'm guessing, I don't know exactly how many, but, um, we can get, we can get 10 more calls. 800-476-3311. All right. Number 13 on the list of ways of making your home a, a Eucharistic home. I love this one. Uh, Theone Bell said, have an active role in your child's you know, educate, you know, first Christian education, yes. first communion preparation. And she said, don't set it and forget it by leaving the kid's education in the hands of other people. Uh, that's such a big temptation because mm-hmm. we're all so busy and there's so much going on and it's easy just to send them to CCD or send them Ooh, to the, Catholic, the Catholic school and say, you know, I, I think they're getting the education. My wife and I are doing Holy Communion preparation for our son right now. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> and we are supposed to be doing a, a examination of conscience every night with them. And believe me, some nights we forget and some nights we just, we're too busy. So it's tough. But it's a good reminder that the only gives us is that we are our, our kids' primary educators of the faith. Uh, all right, so three calls. Three calls. Adrian, uh, Adrian, sorry, Adrian, uh, Clara, and Jenny are all taking calls. Uh, so we need caller number four. The thing is, though, Dave, we have to do this kind of quickly because calls start dropping yeah, right, off right. and then you have to build it up again. So we need caller number four right now. 1 800 476 3311. 1 800 476 3311. Whatever the donation is, we're just trying to get the 12 calls of Christmas. It's a great way to start the second day of the Sherathon if, uh, if we can start off with getting 12 calls like that it'll be very exciting and then you can always tell your friends I was part of the 12 calls of Christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> 1-800-476-3311 yeah. 1-800-476-3311 our fourth caller is elusive alright fourth caller uh, we have our friend uh, Scott who likes to be caller number four now I know Scott listens a lot I don't know if he's listening now and he's donated a Six lot times, so no, no specific pressure on Scott right now but he does uh, have this thing with being caller number four and 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 so if you would like to beat scott to be in caller number four <laughs> 800-476-3311 and uh, by the way the 12 calls of christmas doesn't mean 12 in an hour okay so like so far this hour even though we've hit the goal we've gone over six thousand dollars we've had only nine calls the, this hour that the, of people that we've thanked so far and so uh it, it's you know calls are hard to come by sometimes mm-hmm. but uh you know about 200 overall during the Sherathon so far. We like to get a thousand. Um, so we're behind that pace because we should average about 250 a day. 1 800 476 3311. Come on, call us up. Any donation, any size, be caller number four right now. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. Got 11 minutes left in the in this first hour of day number two of the Sherathon. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. I'm going to make a call to anyone who has listened and has never donated before to be a first-time donor, whatever you can give, uh, to go from being just a passive listener to an active part of the Guadalupe Radio Network and helping keep this uh, media ministry on the air. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, maybe just say, uh, offer up a quick prayer and make the phone call and uh, just do whatever you can and uh, help us reach these 12 calls because that would be so exciting. 1-800-476-3311. one 800 476 
3311. Dave, I just realized, did we ever give a fascinating fact for Diana, the other uh, Archangel donor we had uh, after we came out of the break? Um, probably not. <laughs> probably. <laughs> the, the fact that you're you're thinking we didn't uh, means that, uh, probably... I know we did one for Chris and Sita, and I do not want Diana, because I know that's one of the big reasons why she donated, of course, was to get the fascinating fact from you. Um, also, don't forget that if you are a Christmas music uh, fan like Dave and I are, uh, that you can get a album of classic Christmas tracks that uh, Michael John Poirier, Poirier did uh, called Oh Holy Night. And if you donate uh, $30 a month or three sixty one time and put it on your credit card or bank auto draft so that it does it ever automatically. So it's the never forget plan. You don't have to remember each month to send in your, your uh, whatever your uh Send in your daily monthly donation. Sorry, I, I look, looked over and saw a note. Um, and you can get this album in your inbox tonight. Uh, it's an email, so you don't have to wait for it. And you can listen to it uh, this evening while you're making dinner or doing the dishes. Uh, it's got some great ones, including Oh Holy Night, as the na- album is called. It's one of Dave's favorites. I really love The Joys of the World. is quite a peppy one. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so call in right now. 1-800-476-3311. one 800 476 3311. We still have calls, still on those three calls, Dave. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one of the cool things about it, the Michael John Poirier uh, compilation that we're giving out is a lot of these are, are, are these songs are very kind of contemplative and meditative. You know, they're not, you know, really, you know, high energy type of things, which I think is good for they're the Advent all I season. I want for Christmas is you, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like uh, the, these are, you know, it's like, they're, yeah, they're Christmas songs, but it, when you're playing them during the Advent season, they're still, can bring you to a state of prayer and I know that that's really his goal because I had a chance to interview him and in fact we're going to play that interview later on today is that uh, he wants you to get into a he, he sees music as prayer uh, there's there's no doubt about that with him and so um, anyways there, it's, it's a great compilation anybody that puts their guardian angel donation of $30 a month or 361 time or more uh, on a credit card or a bank draft is going to get what we call the never forget plan the NFP gift which is uh, Michael John Poirier's Oh Holy Night uh, compilation of music 800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 and uh, you asked for a fascinating fact Cecil and uh, you ask and you shall receive uh, again I'm, I'm kind of on an animal theme here because <laughs> these are the ones that uh, I've got the, the very question you're probably there's a gonna, lot of animals so there's always going to be some fascinating facts I know there's uh, gosh what is it like uh uh, eight million species of, of creatures out there. It's, 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 it's amazing. God, God is so creative. All right, so uh, what, what, what can hold its breath underwater longer, a sloth or a dolphin? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't ask if it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be the sloth. Uh, yeah. Because dolphins come up quite often. Yeah, for do- dolphins can hold their breath for 15 minutes, a sloth for 40 minutes. Why so are sloths sl- in the ocean? Like in the I know, water? You, don't, you don't see them in the water. They just hang out. and Maybe it's because they're so slow, it takes them so long to get out of the water. Yeah, well, they, they probably, their metabolism is so oh, slow. Oh, we got four calls. Oh, we got four. Okay. Oh, the, the, we the, finally the, broke the three calls, Dave. Oh, yeah, we got to the fourth caller. And, you know, we still have seven minutes. Maybe we can get those 12 calls of Christmas coming as car number five. Sometimes you have to kind of break break through this this block and maybe yes. call, maybe caller number 4 was the block and now we can just open it up and say you know let's let's get uh, you know what what do we need eight, 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 eight more calls to get to 12 1-800-476-3311 1-800-476-3311 sloths are such interesting characters really you know because i think god it puts characteristics in 
animals that we can uh, you know, look at ourselves and say, gosh, I'm being kind of sloth-like. You know, they, yeah, they, they it's seem one of lazy. the they, uh, they, deadly they, sins, isn't it? Sloth. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. It is one of the deadly sins. They're cute animals, though. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. You know what my favorite animal is, Dave? I like otters. So if you ever come up with an otter fascinating fact, I would be very I happy. actually have one. You yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. I probably don't next know time. it. But next um, time. Yeah, 1-800-476-3311. No, no, actually, I, I do. 1-800-476-3311. Caller number five. Are you there? Okay, now we, okay, we, I think we just got call number five. <gasps> okay, seven more people in the next six minutes calling in, and we will have the 12 calls of Christmas. 800 476 3311. Who is caller number six? But you got to do it quickly. Okay, we will kind of monitor this. I know you're, you're, you're listening and you're probably cheering people on and thinking, gosh, are they going to get to the 12 calls of Christmas this hour or not? Well, be part of that. You know, even if you have an active pledge, you can still call in and make an extra 10 or $15 donation or, uh, you know, a $20 donation or what you can. Uh, not absolutely necessary, but if you want to be part of this 12 calls of Christmas, we'd really appreciate that very much. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. If somebody wants to uh, do an archangel, uh, we would appreciate that as well. We have hit the goal, but we want to hit the overall goal today. And uh, even though yesterday was perfect, all 12 hours were hit, you know, every now and then there is an hour that we don't hit. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be overly shocked if today there might be an hour or two that we don't hit the goal. I hope that's not the case, but it might be. 1-800-476-3311. Houston call just came through. Oh, yes, indeed. Hold on, I'm refreshing my thing. There it is. Edward from Houston, listening to 1430 AM, gave at the Guardian Angel level. Thank you so much for that. And he did put it on his credit debit card or his bank auto draft, so he's going to get the music album as well as mm. the interview. Yes, with Yoni Bell. Yeah, and I I just, you know, the the general manager in Houston, Tim Mott, uh, I got to give him uh, props because, you know, we we are starting this ambassador program here. Well, reigniting it, I guess you could say, or (laughs) resurrecting it. (laughs) And uh, he provided us kind of a template uh, for the ambassador program, and it was just outstanding. It It was so thorough and so well designed, and and we're so grateful for him and David and everybody there in the uh, Houston station because they they really do a great job, and we're getting a lot lot of support from Houston uh, during the, the Sherathon this week. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, four minutes. We're, we dropped out to two we're, calls, We're out two calls. Now we need 10 to get the 12 calls of Christmas. It, it's, it's, it's very, very challenging. I bet at some point during this week, it may not be when we're on the air, but somebody's going to get 12 calls, uh, and maybe this is not the hour to do it, okay? I sound like a defeatist. Wow, but, Dave. Uh, we have but, four minutes, and you're already uh, giving up. No, no, okay. Wait, no, we can we can do this. Three minutes to go. Uh, Dave, we never said the bell, uh, thank you prayer for oh, yeah, okay. uh, hitting our goal. Oh, Let me very just... good. Thank you for reminding us of that. Of course, as soon as I say that, uh, I'll I give out the phone number There's... again. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, telling us we have three minutes to go. All and right. here is our appreciation prayer for the hitting this goal this hour. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we join you in celebrating this past hour and lifting to you in prayer each person who gave a gift to help us reach that goal. We pray also for each of their needs and ask that you bless them with immeasurable graces for their generous support that allows your gospel message to be spread across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Amen. Father, Amen. Son, Holy, Son Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this hour. 
And uh, we are off to a good start in day number two of the Christmas Sherathon. The theme is Come, Let Us Adore Him. We have 11 hours to go. Uh, Toya is going to be uh, joining me for the next hour. And uh, I'll tell you right now, we've got a big goal and a big matching gift uh, to tell you about. So be prepared to uh, open up the uh, you know the, the generous donations next hour as well. In the meantime, if you want to be one of our final donors of this hour, please call right now, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. And uh, I do want to thank uh, our uh, Promotus and also the University of Dallas for making this matching gift possible today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone who called in and donated and to our wonderful matching gift uh, people. And uh, still have many more hours to go, as Dave said, the next hour is a big one. Uh, we still have two people on the line, so hopefully we'll be able to thank them in the next hour if they don't clear in the next a uh, couple of minutes or so, but man, what a way to start the second day of the Christmas share uh, It's super exciting. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. And I'm sure Dave will have many more fascinating facts. Although I would like to say, Dave, I think I did a pretty good job today. Oh, yeah. Minus the, uh, uh, whatever the weird <coughs> moth one was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, about the memory of yeah, the, uh, the, memory the caterpillars of the and all that. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, so anyways, more of that to come, and uh, uh, again, uh, thanks Thanks again for your support. Uh, this is the Christmas share and uh, we are officially in the season of Advent. We're counting down to the celebration of our Lord's birth at Christmas time. It's a beautiful, warm, cozy time of year, and uh, it's also, uh, you know, the end of the year. A lot of times people like to make donations, even for tax purposes, and so if that is you, please, please, please support us this week. We need it, and we want to keep all of our radio stations on the air to continue to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Thanks for making it a good hour. Quick break, and we'll be back for hour number two right after this. We'll be back with more of the 2022 Come Let Us Adore Him Christmas Sherathon on the Guadalupe. KSHJ, Houston.